Welcome back to Life's a Garden. Before we get into it, I want to remind you all to come out and see my band Cutthroat live at Andy's Bar and Lounge Saturday, May 15th. Show starts at 8 o'clock. We're going to have new merch. We got these awesome hats. Shout out to Dynamic Design for making these hats for us. Those will be available. Come down, check out some great music. It's going to be a good time. Today's guest has been working in the service industry for 17 years, and he's just now transitioning into a tech job. I've known this guy for a long time. Uh, He was my original karaoke buddy. He's the one who I started doing karaoke with. And he is recently engaged. So we talk about all of that, plus a whole lot more. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Chris Crampert. Eagle! (laughs) Was there any other way to start this episode? Oh, God. How many times have we done that? I was actually going to ask you the same thing. (sighs) It's got to be over 50. At least. Yeah. So, for anybody that doesn't know, uh, we're big Scrubs fans. And so, what our tradition was when we left bars was we would eagle. Would you like to explain what an eagle is? Well, I mean... An eagle's pretty, pretty majestic. You know, you you, you have two guys. Uh, one of them is the carrier. The other one is the rider. The mount. You mount, uh, so to speak. No homo, or all the homo. I don't, I don't care. Um, it's the end of the night. We're drunk. No homo. I was hoping it was all homo. Well, I mean, it's all about sticking the landing. Yes. I think really. Um, <laughs> so you get up. Uh, one person on top. You have to spread your arms, spread your wings. Um, as you're ending the night and you scream eagle as the other person either runs through a parking lot or spins until you throw up indeed good times do we have any videos of that i I, honestly i think we do if you can well if you can send me those i will edit it into the into the uh podcast do you remember we used to do it in a in a flat. It was always a flat parking lot. We went we went downtown once. We tried an eagle and we fell off the curb. I yeah, I do remember. I think it was outside the crystal, wasn't it? Yeah, good times, good times. We tried to step off, and yeah, I, I vaguely remember this. Well, I remember there there was a cop on the corner. Oh, God. he was he was doing something else, totally unrelated. He was watching us the whole time. He's just cracking up, laughing as, as we're falling over ourselves. Like, yeah, all right, it's time to go home. Good times. Yeah, hopefully we took cabs that night. He wasn't like, hmm, going to keep an eye on those guys. Man, I remember you guys had to come pick me up one night from downtown. Or no, no, no. We were all downtown together, and you just drove me home. Yeah. Yeah, you were in you were in rough shape. You had a few too many Coors Lights. Yeah, that tends to happen. Like last night. Last night? What happened last night? Oh, man. Crystal happened. Well, I wasn't even planning. Like, I just went... It always happens this way. I never plan on going there. I went to Hooligans. Okay. Just to watch the basketball game. And... Yeah, as I as I walk past the Crystal, it it lures me in like the void that it is. It calls to you. It does. It truly does. Just come get crystallized. And even... And like on a Friday night, it's not even worth it. Because you only get like so many songs in. Right. 
That's uh, the power of Michael May. It, it is indeed. The white pants does it for me. <laughs> um, See, it, it's the turtleneck. That, that's the way I go. Oh, okay, okay. I, I like the... I'm more of a bottom type of guy. I think at one point you wore... It, that might just be a, a totally twisted memory in my head. And I think at one point he had the black turtleneck and he, and he had like a gold chain. Interesting. And ever ever since then I, I relate him to, to The Rock. You know, oh, like yeah. Old school. I haven't been there in a while. I, I'm, I'm hoping next time I go in, he's got the turtleneck and a big gold chain. I don't know if he wears the chain anymore. It's, it's complete. Bring one for him. Bring yeah. one for him. So Bring one for him, yes. You guys just got back from uh, Texas. We did. Very long drive. Oh, you drove? Yes, unfortunately. What was that, two-day drive? Uh, Yeah, yeah, about 23 hours. Okay. Where'd you so. stop, in Denver, or...? Um, going down, we didn't stop. We just switched off. And oh, I think I remember you got telling me. Got there in the that. wee hours of the morning. Always nice. You're just everything's a blur by that point. Sure. What? Uh, how how long did you stay down there? Two weeks. Oh wow, about two weeks. Yeah, it was a good stretch. Um, yeah, we went down to see some of Tori's family. Um, her grandpa was having some heart issues. He got a short prognosis. Girls had never met him, so we went down there. Girls got to meet all of our family. She's got a huge family down in Texas, so yeah, it was really nice to see everybody. Sweet. And the uh, Waco, right? Is that Waco? Okay, yes. Yeah. Right Waco, on. Waco Woodway. Yeah. Cool. And uh, anything exciting happened that I already know about that I just found out about? Uh, well, I thank you for asking. Yes, as you mentioned, it something uh, did happen. Uh, Tori and I got engaged. Awesome, man. That's that's so crazy. Yeah, I, I literally, just before we started filming, or before we started recording, I guess, uh, she, they show, show me the ring, and I'm like, what What the fuck? <laughs> so shocked. Like, yeah. Awesome, man. We were we are actually driving driving back from her, and she's like, hey, do you like Dakota now? I said, no, I want, I want to tell him in person. Yeah, it was quite the surprise. So she's like, well, I've already told, like, half the people. I was like, yeah, I, I, we got to tell him in person. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, well, I mean, it never got to me somehow, so right on. And then, uh, so, okay, so yeah, how, how did you go about doing that? So, um, yeah, we had the kids with us, and uh, we went down, uh, it was blue bonnet season, so everything was blooming, and we found this field, and, and I was I was kind of getting them into it the night before, I was like, hey, you got to help me out with this. I was like, well, what do you want us to do, Daddy? I was like, well, okay, so here's what we're going to do. We'll be in this field, and uh, I'll be like, hey, I, I think the girls had something they wanted to ask you, and you'd be like, yeah, 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 come here, come here, come here, come here, and like, bring her on over to you. And then when she kneels down to you, you say, turn around. And then when she turns around, I'll be there. I was like, all right, all right, that's our plan. I'll keep it simple. The girls will, won't have to remember a whole lot. And I did it the day before, so they wouldn't, wouldn't blab about it. And they were, they were really excited. <clears throat> I think they even forgot before we even got there. I, I brought it up. I was like, yeah, I think the girls have something to ask. They're like, we do? Yeah, oh. yeah. They're like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come here, come here. So we did that, and I had this box with it. And... Uh, she, she was going to turn around. I'd be there on, on one knee ready to go. And uh, that part went really quickly, like like more or less time elapsed than I thought was going to. And I wasn't like all ready. Like I'm trying to get this thing open and it looks symmetrical all the way around. Like it's, it's not not directional, so to speak. But in a rush to try to get this thing open, I couldn't freaking get it to open because I, I had it backwards yeah. and I got pissed. So I just hulked the lid off. <laughs> Will you marry me? And it was this beautiful box, too. It had, like, a little light in it, like, backlight everything. Oh, cool. So, like, I hulk this thing off, little pieces dangling. Like, Will you marry me? <laughs> yep. 
That's cool. Yep. <laughs> just that's awesome, man. Uh, how how nervous were you? Oh God, that was probably the most. I I was so we were driving there the whole day. It took like a, like two hours to get from where we were to the this area where the blue bonnets were, and I'm being like super super awkward. Like she's she's excited. Uh, we're stopping to grab a snacks and stuff, and I'm like super quiet, just like sweating the whole time. Like yeah, really hot out. Okay, cool. Like I just can't keep a conversation for the life of me. And we're we're going through this beautiful area, and this big big pond and and some pathways going back behind these beautiful fields. The whole time I'm just awkward AF trying trying to get through this experience. And then after that it was it was fine. It was normal. But right, yeah, it was like three hours of dread. Oh yeah, no. The only the only engagement I think I've ever witnessed and been like there for was Max, and that was. I was nervous. Right. You know, like, I was the one who had to hold the ring all day. Oh, God. Because, obviously, he didn't want it on him where she might find it. Right. So, I'm the one holding the ring all day, and then we got to make the exchange. We're in the freaking, mm-hmm. uh, whatever, the the big Ferris wheel thing at yeah. Vegas. So, I'm trying to, like, sneak it to him in this bubble that we're in God. while they're distracting her. I have no idea how they didn't. How, how how it didn't like fall apart right so sounds like you had something like less crazy intricate you, you got to think like on some level they know did, like like ahead of time and i, I think she did a little did you? bit tori's here also by yeah. the way i think she did a little bit but like yeah it's a hard thing to hide like yeah like, I'm, I'm not a good liar i can't really hide hide stuff very well so did you do it like right away when you got down there or did you wait um, a while while you were there <clears> I think it was the second day we were there. I don't remember what day it was now. Third day. Third day we were there. So how long have you been planning this? Uh, two years. Okay. Two years, yeah. So we um, we were going to go down um, in 2020. It was a surprise trip that I had for her. And uh, to to go down during Blue Bonnet season. So we I, I'd always planned that. So if she ever wanted me to pro- propose... She wanted to be surrounded by blue bonnets. Like, all right, that's that's what we're gonna do. So that so that was kind of obvious, though. She already knew. I'm, I mean, and kind you're of. like, show, here you are showing up with the blue bonnets, and well, and we weren't even planning on it this year because we we had just finished up uh, at the restaurant. We were we were done done and uh, moving on, and uh, it was that evening actually. She got a, a call about her grandpa. Mm. It was like, hey, we've got a short prognosis, like really short. Um, I was like, well we don't have to take time off right now like this is pretty opportune for us to go down uh so it wasn't actually a planned trip this year um and last year was kind of a weird one too with covid going on we ended up going down uh for her grandma um for other medical stuff but um yeah it just it never worked out to go down during blue bonnet season Mm. i mean the year before that we went down even so three three years in a row we went down and this was the first year that we got down like when they were blooming because it's like a two-week span and then everything's burnt to shit. Gotcha. So yeah, yeah, it was it was perfect timing. Right on. And you, how long did you have the ring already? Um, so I I had it picked out and 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 ready uh, for like two and a half years, um, but I I had it ordered uh, a couple weeks before we left. Nice. So I I was super not sneaky about getting her ring size either. Like like I knew her ring size for one finger but it wasn't the right finger mm-hmm. I'm like well that's I don't want to estimate here I want to I want to have a an exact idea so we, I very casually broached the conversation of, of hey what's your ring size 
Yeah, well, yeah, such a common question, right? But in my defense, she does enjoy rings a lot. Uh, like, like rings are a common thing. She's got dozens of them, well, and, and she'd even requested some oddball ring that was really cool, just a, a regular ring. She had sent me a link recently, so I was like, hey, what, what size would you need for that one? And yeah, that, that's why I got the the sizing for it. But yeah, super awkward. Yeah, well, hey, right on. So, okay, now, the real question is, mm-hmm. when's the wedding? Uh-huh, uh-huh, that, that is a question. What a handsome-looking question. Because without <laughs> questions, we would have no answers. And that's really what makes America great. Which we don't have an answer, I'm assuming? Uh, not yet. So, she decided uh, she wants to enjoy the fiancé status for uh, a couple of years, she said. so. Is that what she said? Or is that what you said? That is. She she wants to enjoy the I mean that's the fair. stage a little longer than than the the one year that's traditional I guess I don't know why that's traditional but yeah I don't get that either I mean personally I feel like because I I don't know once what the engagement means to me is mm-hmm. okay now now this is where we start planning right. the wedding and that for me is something that should take a little time I agree and I I think some people just get right into it and I'm like I don't know how you don't plan this out. Well, and I'm I'm a very practical guy. I mean, really, it just comes down to being able to save up for a wedding. Sure. I mean, that stuff's expensive, and unless you have a a rich relative who's contributing, it's it it can take a little while to get everything together. Um, aside from just finding, you know, perfect vendors, you know, mm. find your perfect cake baker, find uh, your perfect flower arranger. Do you think you do stuff. a small wedding or a bigger wedding? Like, or I guess by big wedding, I mean couple hundred people um that's uh, the question there because all of her family's in texas do you uh, think that, that's where it'll be that's what we were kind of talking about we were maybe thinking about doing um a reception here with family and friends mm. and then doing a one down there with with all the family as like a secondary thing just have it be a a, a get together uh party basically well that's what's nice about having time is now mm. you can kind of figure out all the logistics of that um I'm definitely not doing two ceremonies. That that's yeah. That's out. But but I'll do I'll do two receptions. That's fine. One ceremony and two receptions, kind of yeah. thing. Okay. Yeah, I think it'd be nice. Like I said, she she has a huge family, probably hundred people just off the top of my head. Yeah, easy. So it'd be a big venue, don't just to hold everybody. Right. But will I be in it? Will you be in it? Well, that that is the the question I was going to ask you: is will you be my best man? Wow! Yeah, man. Yeah, of course. Hell yeah! <laughs> right here on the podcast, we got it on here. All right. <laughs> How exciting, dude! That's fucking crazy. That's why I had to ask you in person. Well, and I mean, I didn't. I guess maybe it was rude of me to approach that on the podcast and do it here, but I, I planned on it. Oh, okay. Well, right on then. Sweet. Absolutely. Oh, gotta gotta have my chocolate bear there. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> it's gotta be one of these. Can I dress like that? Oh god, yes. <laughs> no, that'd be crazy. It's, it's big old clock and a gold chain or nothing. With a big top hat. That's right. All the bling. It's gotta all be the one bling. Of these. <laughs> I mean, oh man, it'd be crazy for us to not incorporate that that like scene. 
I, so, yeah, I, I was I was debating like you know getting a tux tailor fit with like two short arms and legs and the nasty cummerbund. Yeah, we, yeah no, for um, we got to do the do the dance in the oh god in the fitting room. <laughs> I can feel it burning. It's burning. Right on. Except yeah, it'd be the other way. Right. The the tailor in the background. Where I come from, they don't allow two men to get married. <laughs> oh, Sweet man. man, that's awesome. Speaking of scrubs, what a, what a progressive show. Mm. Yeah. I, well, I was actually going to ask you too if you've been listening to the podcast. So I, the scrubs. It's a scrubs rewatch podcast. We got three. I think season two on the recap. Season two. So I, I'm a bit behind on it. We haven't done much much listening in the last year, Mo- mostly because we started it together. So I can't really listen to it on my own. That's uh, a couple's problem. You start a show, you start a podcast, and it's together. You got to stay together. And then when one cheats, it's the equivalent of you know banging ten chicks. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I uh, <laughs> I um I kind of fell off listening to that one. It's I just have so many podcasts I listen right. to, and it's just. They they post twice a week and it's I don't know it's just too really m- yeah wow I suppose they have to to get through it and I wish they wouldn't though like I want I want it to last right they're long episodes too I'm surprised they get through two a week right but like I mean I might get back on it and listen to it again but right now I haven't really been catching up it was good though I enjoyed it I think that yeah last last episode we listened to was uh, they brought Carla on oh okay yeah yeah great show though. So so much like background things that you don't think about in in any show really. It's really cool to get insight from from the actors and from the creators. Hear the stories behind the scenes type right. of thing. Yeah, I like that. I, I was surprised just how much it, improv goes into or went into that show. Yeah, like not only from janitor, but there were there were tons of improv scenes and improv lines where they just riffed off each other. Yeah, it's like oh. you, you can just feel that chemistry. Definitely. You know what's going through my head. Hmm. Bachelor party. Oh God! <laughs> I all I can think oh. about is like wedding stuff now. That's the only thing going through my head. I we're gonna eagle at the wedding. Naturally. Yes. I mean, I, it's all just coming through my head now. I'm just like, I'm planning it all. After after a few two, apple teenies. Oh yeah, it, it, the apple teenies is all that the bar is gonna serve. That's all we. People are gonna go up. Can I get a beer? Oh, I'm sorry, sir. We only serve <laughs> apple teenies tonight. Just imagine like one of those uh, giant like lemonade containers with like the the pour spout. <laughs> it's just full apple teeny, whole thing. We'll have the non non alcoholic apple teenies for the kids. Naturally, naturally. Hopefully, they don't get mixed up. Oh God. But yeah, that's all that's running through my head. Make for an entertaining reception. No, that. Um, <laughs> That'll be cool. Apple teeth for days. You'll be, I'll be. God, I don't know what it is about me that make, makes me best man quality, but this will be my third time as best man for somebody. Hell yeah! So, when it comes to me getting married, mm-hmm. by the time I've best man for fucking everybody, right? You'll have you'll have a hard time deciding. I, all my groomsmen will just be best men, right? I'll just have yeah. They'll all have to be because this is your hat trick. It is. And and I get the feeling. Well, and I'm gonna be in uh, Brandon's wedding too. I'm not the best man. Caden will oh, be the best well, man. See. Well, yeah, swing and a miss. I know, but 
now we got the comeback story right, right here. Because I think I asked him about his wedding on, on his episode. He's also related to, to Caden. Well, so yeah, no, like, it, it makes perfect sense for him to... I mean, if it would have been otherwise, I would have refused. Right. Unless they were, like, fighting or something. But, yeah, I, for, like, hey, God, he, I forgot he, about his wedding, Here's too. the deal. Caden's going to die before the wedding, so I need you to step up. In, like, very specific scenario where it would be appropriate. Right. See, I... God. All my fucking friends are getting married now. And here I am just... Living your best life. All alone. <laughs> All alone. Whatever. All by myself. <laughs> How's it going, by the way? You been seeing anybody? I know, right? Okay, yeah. First of all, we talked about this, too. Mm-hmm. This is the first time we've sat and, like, talked in how long? So last time we actually hung out was the week of Halloween... 2019. Hmm. What did we do? Karaoke. That was the last night we sang together. Was oh, that was at the Powderhorn. Yeah. Yeah. Last night before they shut it down. Mm. Mm-hmm. Shut what down? The karaoke or the mm-hmm. bar? Karaoke, because they were getting new owners. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. I do remember this. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, we uh, we like to sing. Mm. I've talked a lot about karaoke on here, but the origins of karaoke <laughs> starts right here, because you were the one that talked me into doing karaoke. So we, so I actually remember how this started. So we, we were both working at Olive Garden at the time, and you and I had never really, really talked much, like at all. Mm. Like we, we never really worked the same shifts. Like it was just the occasional, like you were on the other side, we saw each other in the alley, and then I think it was... I want to say it was Thanksgiving. They had done a spread for everybody. And we were making up plates, and we went down, and we sat down on East Side. We sat down at the same table, and we were munching on grub. And we started talking about bands. Okay. And we started riffing on, um, like, all the bands that we'd ever seen live. And it ended up being, like, an hour and a half conversation just because you and I had gone to so many concerts before. Right. So we're like, oh, yeah, I saw these guys live. Oh, and then the fourth time I saw whoever... And we we just we went off on that, and it, that was like an hour and a half conversation, I think. And then the next week, um, our respective partners at the time were out of town. I think is what it was. So we're like, hey, let's go get a drink. So we ended up going to uh, Hudson's for the very first time. There was nobody in there, and we 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 had gone just to have a drink. We're like, hey, they've got karaoke. We should put in a song. What made us decide to go to Hudson's? I don't even remember. Of all places. That's where me and Bailey went. Yeah, the, oh. the, the girls had gone at the time. And we yeah we popped. We were just in. like, let's check it out. Yeah, we popped in there. We we're the only ones in the room, and we're like, hey, they got karaoke. They're they're just getting started, and that's where we met Joey. He's like, oh yeah, man, you guys want to sing a song? Did you see I had him on? I did. God. I really talk a lot about karaoke on this thing. <laughs> I've, uh, yeah, I've had Michael May on. I've had, I mean, as much as I, I feel like people kind of look at karaoke as kind of a joke. As, just, as But really, for me, and I stand mm-hmm. by this, I'll say, I've said it before and I'll say it again, it truly was the catalyst that made me into a better singer. Absolutely. Like, it was basically my practice ground absolutely and i stand by that full-heartedly 
And I, I, it's just, it helps perf- with performance. I don't know. I enjoy it, and I guess... It, it's a low-expectation performance venue. Yeah. I mean, people are very casual about it. Whether you are great at singing or you suck at singing, you're still going to get an applause. People are still appreciative that you're going up and doing it. And it's a fun time for everybody. Um, since I have ki- had kids now, I can't really devote time to rehearsals and actually doing like a legitimate musical performance anymore so being able to just go in having nothing rehearsed and pick a random set it's awesome yeah i mean i would equate it to like a comedian going in on an open mic night just to practice his material absolutely and you know in front of 20 people where then they're going to take that act and go play in front of a theater absolutely so that's my equivalent to that i would say but anyway continue the story with the with hudson's well, yeah. So, so we went in, and uh, I don't even remember what we sang. I think I think it was like "System of a Down" or something. We did because yeah, we were. Ju- I I was nervous as hell to even try it. Yeah, and we gave it you, a shot. You talked and, me into doing it. And uh, yeah, and I think we did a couple songs that night. And they were all duets. Like that was yeah. that was the thing that got me to do it was that we were doing it together. And, and Joey, he was like, he was so amped, and like he hyped us up so much. Like he was on his A game. Like we were the only ones in the freaking building. He was like, yeah. That was awesome. Well, and we were singing. We were doing music he liked. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think he's used to you know the type of music we were playing. Well, well yeah. I mean, I sorry. Let me rephrase that. He wasn't used to people singing the type of music that we were. It's probably usually you know wagon wheel or. It was a big country crowd. I think. Yeah, there, yeah. Sweet Caroline, the normal stuff. So for for us to do like System of a Down, I'm sure he would do that stuff mm-hmm. himself. Oh, and, and he did all the time, and I, I think it really branched him out, too, because he started doing a lot more of that uh, as he was filling spots, too. Right. And then, the day that Joey left, our hearts all broke. He, but, was, he was Texas, of all places. Oh, yeah, huh? Well, and actually, speaking of Texas, I might be making a trip down there really? next month. Really? Yeah. What are you doing down in Texas? Uh, Powell moved down there. Okay. So, he was just up here for a wedding. Right. And then... He he went back obviously, and we were just talking about it. And I've been talking about wanting to go down there and see him, just because it's nice to go down somewhere where some you know you have a place to stay. Right. You got people who can show you around. They already know the the layout. That's awesome. Good for him. So yeah, yeah. He's in San Antonio. Okay. What? <laughs> San Antonio is great. Oh, cool. It's beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, I think we're gonna check out San Antonio. Go to Austin for yeah. a day or so. Nice. Yeah, I'd, I'd be pretty excited. It's so. a good outing. You're flying? Yeah, good. definitely. <laughs> good. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm only going to take, like, I'm probably going to leave on a Friday, come back on, like, a Monday. I don't know. I haven't really planned it all out yet. Flights are cheap right now. Yeah, well, relatively. Well, I looked yeah. at the round trip. It's mm. about 400 bucks. I mean, yeah. that might be before all the add-ons and stuff, so I don't know. Yeah, and a lot of those, like, you don't get carry-ons even. Like they they nickel and dime you on the bag. Sure. So. But if you're going down with just a shirt on your back, yeah, you can, which you can I do probably it really won't. cheap, but but yeah, I'm, I'm sure they'll add on a bunch of stuff. But yeah, so I might be making a trip down there. Right. But yeah, so yeah, Joey left and then came back. Yeah, we had we had Denise for a while there. She was she was cool. Um, then Joey came back. We were elated to have him back. And then Hudson's. Did away with uh, karaoke. So they was... did away with everything. The whole shebang was gone. 
I still have not been in there. I, I, mean, I, I can't bring myself to I go refuse. In. It's like going... Yeah. It might be the best service and the best food in the world, and I just can't bring myself to do it. Well, and you know what? I will say this. And pff, honestly, if I did go there, I'd probably enjoy it. Right. Because the Rio... You, have you seen that? Mm-hmm. That all changed? Okay, mm-hmm. so the Rio Grand place, mm-hmm. you, you know, that was a place I used to go right. to all the time. And what I would go there for was for food and for watching games. Yeah. I would go there on a Sunday night. They used to have the Sunday tickets, so I'd go there and watch the morning games, right. have some breakfast. breakfast there, yeah. yeah, and they had great breakfast. Well, they got new owners as well. And he was slowly kind of changing some things here and there. Eventually did away with the Sunday ticket. Mm. So I was already kind of... That was one thing that is gone now that I used to go there for. Then they got rid of food. Or, or the menu started changing a lot. And then eventually they just did away with food altogether. So now I have no reason to go there. Right. You know what I mean? And then... Because his goal was to kind of morph it from what it was, which was mm. kind of a, a casino slash bar, kind of sports bar type mm. thing. And he just wanted it to be a casino. Mm. Which is fine. Like, I totally get the concept of doing that. Right. Well, he's completely revamped it, changed the entire interior, the ex- the, the exterior too, rebranded it, renamed it, and I I had the same thought and feeling. Mm. I don't know that I can go in there into, like, this shell of the place that it used mm-hmm. to be and, like, have all the memories of the old place. Well, right. I finally decided, well, let me give it a shot. I, I like the guy. I like mm-hmm. the owner. Let me go check it out, see what he's done with the place, because I really like the outside. It looks great. Right. Dude, phenomenal. Really? It looks gorgeous. Nice. They did a great job. And he he has a little spot in the back for sports, because mm-hmm. you can bet on sports and stuff. Right. So it might be a place I start going again. The Aurora mm-hmm. Casino is what it's called now. Just a shout-out for the Aurora. But it is nice. I would, like... It, it is just like a basic... Cas- you know, it's a casino vibe right. now. It's not your typical bar setting but it does have a nice bar bunch of new taps big TVs right it's pretty epic I was very impressed so to that extent maybe I could go check out Old Hudson's right. but uh, I really have no incentive to you know like there's know. nothing I, there for me I, I get a I get a bad taste in my mouth because it's been t- two times now around Halloween because mm. that was uh, Joey got shut down the day after Halloween they gave him one night's notice Oh yeah! So I remember that after promising they were going to keep him on and keep karaoke going, so that that really put a bad taste in my mouth there. And then um, Powderhorn, that was the week week of Halloween. What the hell is it? Yeah. Yep. Well, the thing is too, because we there there are other places in town that do karaoke. Obviously, I mean, there's there's I can't even think of uh, names off the top of my head. Crystal being being seven. The Crystal, the Red Door, play in. But there's not that many places that did Sundays. And that was always right. the thing because it, it was it was Sunday Fun Day. That was our thing. And uh, you've changed jobs since then, but that's that for us. That was always our Friday nights. So that was that was the go to for for karaoke. Um, and not a lot of places did Sunday nights. Um, that'll, that'll be changing now a little bit, though. I'm starting starting a different industry, which is awesome. Yeah. Okay. I was going to ask you about that. So yeah, so. I I am no longer hospitality after. As long as I've known you, seventeen years. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going back into uh, computer science field to be computer technician for the school district. Hell yeah, yeah. I remember you telling me you're kind of talking about that. So yeah, really excited there. So what exactly will you be doing? Uh, So it'd be uh, basically setting up 
uh, new systems for the school district. Um, I think elementary schools is, is what I'll be focusing on, but it'll be uh, all the new tech that comes in, setting everything up, all the account-specific information for new kids, um, r repairing any devices that need worked on, and then doing on-site tech work for any of the teachers and admins who need help with their systems. Cool. So, yeah, it's exciting. Um, and I used to do that a, a long, long, long time ago uh, before we moved to Montana. And we moved up here. It's been just restaurants ever since, so it'll be... Uh, huge change of pace for sure um it'll be nice not serving tables anymore oh dude that was one of the best i mean i only did it for five years and i didn't even do it for that long because i bust for a year right so technically i only did it for four years but man getting out of that was so relieving honestly like it's not a bad business to be in and it's i don't know it, it drains on you. It does. It, it does. It it takes a lot out of you uh, mentally and emotionally to do that kind of job, and, and physically, depending on the day. And the way I look at it, too, well, that's another thing, too. The hours are just, mm -hmm. they kill you. And the thing of it to me is there's very little reward in it. Like, oh. you, you don't really get much out of it. No. Like, I mean, I don't know. It's not like you're changing somebody's life or anything. You know what I mean? No. No, and you're exactly right. It's and then on the other... Well, sorry, I don't mean no, to interrupt. Good. But the other thing of it is it's almost like you, you're you very underappreciated. Absolutely. You know... Um, you yeah, and I, I think a lot of people expect... that They have very high expectations of, of restaurants in general um, with, you know, low training standards for the restaurant themselves, um, low support from... Uh, various management, not not to speak ill of, of any any restaurant or another, but un unfortunately, it does happen in a lot of places. Um, so to find a server who who can really thrive in that atmosphere speaks volumes of that server, because they are running their own small business, I mean, mm. from start to finish. Uh, a lot of the training they're doing themselves. They're learning their own menu. They're learning the ins and out. They're learning uh, to talk with people and communicate and be able to sell and upsell and suggest and inform, you know, there's all the, all these things that go into, um, being a top notch server that, that you don't see very often, but when you do coming from that industry, I appreciate that more than anybody. Like I see that. I'm like, wow, you are phenomenal at what you do and no one else is going to see that. And that breaks my heart. Well, I, I, a lot of people say that servers always say this. I do think, Everybody should, you know how like mm. in Tokyo or not Tokyo, Japan, mm -hmm. you're required to serve in the military, the military for yeah. a certain number of years. Absolutely, I think everybody should be required to do some form of hospitality. Oh, absolutely, job whether that's serving hotel, you know, whatever. Absolutely, because you mean, really get you understand that unappreciative feeling that I I I, just, I think people would open up their eyes a little better when they're being served. I mean, I treat servers mm. still to this day as if I, I know exactly what they are going through. Absolutely. Well, it, it's an empathy that, that you don't see. Yes. Like, and I think part of it is because it, it, it's it's not a necessary service. I mean, it's an extra. People can cook at home. They can go to the grocery store. Um, they can have food brought to them. Um going out and sitting in a restaurant is an extra. That's a nicety that, that we're able to experience. Um, and it's that's an, awesome. It's an experience. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's awesome. That's great that we have that available. 
but for most people it doesn't click in their head that that these are actual people who are making that happen like yes it's a restaurant it's a business but your one-on-one interaction with your server in a lot of ways they're separate from the restaurant because they are a real person like this is a real human being serving you Mm -hmm. with with real thoughts real emotions um and and any server of of quality is giving you that great experience time in and time out um and then you know a lot of people argue that employers need to pay more on the tip argument and i i get both sides of that coin i i always have but at least in america with how it's currently structured it does rely heavily on tips so it's uh, i i hope people are are taking care of their servers out there well yeah it's like that's another thing too is we're working f- you know i don't know how to put this I don't know. It, yeah, that's that's the other thing. You're not making that much into what you're doing necessarily, and essentially, your the customer is the employer yeah. in some sense. But it really is like service. I mean, that's what you're doing. You're serving these people, mm-hmm. so it makes sense for you to to give them some. Uh, what do you call it? Some kind of conversation. Conversation, yeah. yes, yes. Well, and there, there's, there's, you know, European countries where tipping is that—that's a big no-no. You just don't do that. It's because it's a more revered profession. You know, it is, you know, someone who's serving for for a living, like they are respected. That that is a, um, a not a high-tier profession, but a, a mid-tier profession. It's not on the the low rung by any means. Um, if someone is is a, a professional server. You know they're taking care of you. You're taking care of them, but also they're being taken care of by the restaurant. Um, whereas in, in the United States, a lot it's a very demanding thing from from a guest perspective that I I want it and I want it right now, mm. and it kind of dehumanizes that server. Um, I mean, a, a lot of the training that you go through as as a server is little subconscious things to make you more human to your table. I mean, if you have to tell somebody, hey, make sure and and tell them your name and make eye contact, let them know that you have a name (laughs) because it makes you seem more human to them. If that's in a training manual, there's a problem with that industry. Yeah. I mean, but it is what it is. Yeah, unfortunately. So, okay. I've had quite a few servers on, obviously, because so many people I know are from that I met through service Mm. service industry give me this is a question I always ask some of your more bizarre experiences that you've had with customers maybe I I, (laughs) I don't know if I want what I what I want Mm -hmm. out of here something Mm -hmm. like a bad experience Uh a crazy experience something like just wild that happened I don't know just something that sticks out I guess uh (laughs) So, uh, we, yeah, I, I can think of a, a number of, of instances uh, that are bizarre. Um, we uh, it always have allergies that mm. come up in restaurants. And a- any server who actually really cares, and I think the majority of them really do, they're going to go out of their way to make sure that it, it's accommodated for. Because, you know, you're, you're dealing with multiple chefs in multiple locations, and you want to make sure that, that gets taken care of. Um, you got to have clean gloves. You got to have clean utensils, clean cutting board, things like that. 
and we go through a lot of trouble to make sure that our guests are taken care of uh, things that you don't see beyond just putting in an order and bringing it out um, so when when someone comes to me with, with an allergy I, I really go out of my way uh, to make sure that they're taken care of because I, I take that very seriously um, when I was in my very first restaurant we had uh, a good example of this a guy who had a heart condition and he couldn't have uh, high caffeine uh, so you'd always get decaf and he'd have it watered down even so we had a special pot that we'd make for this guy and he came in every day um, and he'd sit in our lounge area uh, nicest guy in the world but but he had a lot of issues that the caffeine was the big thing you can't have it he's got the, this crazy heart condition and uh, a server who didn't care so much about taking care of that said well I'm just gonna give him regular he won't know the difference and mm. you know you you can give uh on occasion if you're in a pinch you can give decaf in place of regular if the guest's okay with it but more often than not you can't do regular instead of of decaf it's like giving regular soda in place of a diet to a diabetic right i mean there's just thing there you can do it the other way if it's okay with the guest but there's certain things with health conditions you just can't do it um so rather than making a fresh pot for this guy the server ended up giving him uh, regular coffee while well, he had issues with his heart he had to go to the emergency room you know we had paramedics there in the lounge it, it was a big deal um, so that that was a really eye-opening experience for me something that was that you, you don't see very often where um, this guy really really had you know a, a condition where he needed that extra help um, and and had a, a server that really just didn't didn't care so much to take the time to do it so that, that was a heartbreaking moment for me but uh, definitely a unique experience. Yeah. Um, and that and that really stuck with me a lot. Have um, you ever had anybody choke? Um, I've seen little kids choke. Ooh. Um, that that breaks your heart. Um, breadsticks was a big one. Kids would choke on them. They they'd be starving. They'd scarf them down and and choke on a breadstick. Um, never anything that that wasn't cleared up quickly. But mm. uh, yeah, that make, makes your heart skip a beat a little bit. Oh, I bet. Yeah. How about you? Nope, but I have choked. <laughs> Did I tell you that story? What's that? Oh, God. Yeah, I worked at a steak steakhouse for a while. I would serve phenomenally hot plates. Mm. The steak's on them. They do a little butter drizzle, so it'd be sizzling as it hits the table. you got to serve it with a towel so you're not, not burning your hand. And my joke for a long time, I said, these plates are phenomenally hot. Don't lick the plate. Ugh. I can already see where this is going. Uh-huh. So one one dude one day, I set his his plate down. It's searing. Like, I can hardly hold it because the towel's so hot. Set in front of him, and I say that. It's, it's very, very hot. Don't lick the plate. Okay, yeah, ha, ha, ha. And he leans down and licks his plate. And I, from the second that his tongue touches the plate, I just hear... <laughs> and he pulls his, pulls his face up. I said, you all right? goes, uh-huh. And his tongue's, like, partially sticking out. And then the blood starts coming. Oh, my He's God. Like, uh-uh, uh-uh. And his mouth just fills up. And we had to we had to call an ambulance. Jesus, what an idiot. Well, the <laughs> He's like, yeah, my tongue's fine. The the, the funny part, though, <laughs> is uh, his buddy, as they were on their way out, and he, he's on a stretcher. Like, they're they're pushing him out to an ambulance. What? Like, he like he had to go to the ER. The guy, the guy with the tongue? Yeah. Was on a stretcher. Yeah. Wow, that's good. That, that was they called an ambulance. So that's what they did. Ah, uh, okay. So they they took him out, and his buddy was like, "Hey, can you wrap that up for me? I want to take it along." 
Also, could you throw in his tongue in the box too? Oh God! The rest of it. Jesus. And I just I remember the sound of his tongue hitting that plate. Just. Mm. I bet stunk too. I didn't smell it. Um, I just burned tongue. Smelt the butter from the people's breath already stinks. Can you imagine it burning? Oh God! <laughs> Burnt bad breath. I just wonder how long it took for that to heal. Ah, oh, dude. Well, it, I don't. I can't remember if your does your tongue heal fast or slow. Fast. Okay, yeah, I couldn't remember because I knew it was like your tongue is like a weird muscle. Well, and I I thought for sure like it was so hot like it would have cauterized, but like he was pulling it along, what so I, I think I think it was ripping the skin off as it was going. No. Like you can't see. Oh man, people are so stupid. I remember. Sure, I, I remember handing hot plates and being like, hey, this plate's really hot. And then people be like, oh, okay. And then grabbing right. it, it's like, oh, yeah, no shit, I just told you yeah, it's well, hot. Why didn't you warn me? <laughs> oh, yeah, and then they, yeah, the blame goes to you, of course. Right. Okay. Have you ever, because I've done this, spilled something on a guest? I'm sh- that's un- had to have Unfortunately, yeah. I was going to say, like, most, I can't imagine any server that hasn't had that happen who has at least served for over a year. Yeah, that that's not a fun experience, especially when it's like a white dress or something like really visible. I remember when I was busing one time, I had like it was a ramekin of sauce. I don't know what it was, probably marinara sauce. Yeah, fell onto the floor and splattered on this gal's dress. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, like she made a big fuss about it. Which, yeah, okay, I'm I'd be upset too. Right, but. Accidents happen. It's you a, know? That's a tough situation. And of course, the 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 restaurant offered. You know, they're like, "Well, we'll pay for the dry cleaning." All this right. stuff. I'm like, Jesus, dude! Like, put in the washing machine. Right. I don't know. It wasn't. <laughs> it, it'd be one thing if it was a white thing that got mm-hmm. stained and was like ruined forever, but it wasn't. It was like right. jeans. So. Phew. Yeah, I. Yeah, I, I've I've spilled a, a few things on occasion. Uh, only one time I ever got it on a guest, and and it was uh, it was water. It was a, a tray of waters, oh. and it, I ended up tipping the whole thing on the table and poured onto a guest. But it wasn't like on the guest. Well, I mean, it, it was a good learning experience because then from then on, anytime that something was you know unstable, you get bumped or something, you, you learn the habit to pull it towards yourself. So it's never going to go onto the table. I mean, you'll get covered, obviously, but. Better than them. Yeah, exactly. I remember somebody... I don't, it wasn't me, but somebody spilled a full drink directly into a woman's purse. Oh, God. Like, filled <laughs> the purse of whatever liquid. That's awesome. That's a bad day. Like, how do you come back from that? Like, oh, I'm sorry, I thought you wanted it to go. Dude, there's nothing I, I could say. It's, who was I just talking with this about? Just this, the, I think it was Mac, because we were, mm. it was just yesterday, we were talking about serving, because we went out and had lunch somewhere, and I was talking about, like, messing up orders or something like that, because mm. the person taking our order didn't write it down, which drives me nuts. Yeah. Are you, um, do you, are you, like, a mental... You gotta write it down. I mean, e- even if you're, you're the best person in the world. So the way I look at it, this is how I look at it. I'm gonna write it down, and I'm gonna have it organized in such a way... So that if I fall down dead in the middle of my shift, any random Joe Schmo could grab my book and serve all my food to finish out my tables. Yeah. That's how I look at it. Well, it's like, I, I can't tell you how many times I've had stuff messed up because mm-hmm. 
They didn't write it down. Right. Granted, she actually did get it all right, which is great. Like, thank God. Well, that's awesome. I mean, you, you, I, I've got a pretty good memory. I, I, I can have remember most of it. The but, worst memory. Yeah. I, I, I can't hardly remember some of the things I was going to say two seconds ago. You know right. what I mean? And you think I'm going to remember your whole order after I just got done taking their order, too, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get that mixed up with yours right. in my head? But anyway, the, the thing I was... Rem- I get so stressed out and it's almost like PTSD flashbacks of serving. <laughs> it sounds crazy, but it's, it's, it's the stress and the, and the, um, just the anxiety I get thinking about it, mm-hmm. not forgetting to ring in an order, yeah. having to go tell the kitchen, Hey, I need this on the fly. And they're going to yell at me mm-hmm. and then having to go tell the table. Oh, uh, sorry, your food's going to be a little bit late, especially when it's at lunch. Yeah, and because then try to track down a manager and beg them to give you a free dessert for your table. Yeah, like no. everything that we just said there, stress, like anxiety, yeah. anxiety, anxiety. The anxiety, even just taking glasses out and then the chance of spilling them, even talking about like the thought of that. I've never had more like nightmare dreams right. about a job than serving and I, I still get them I was going to say do you still get serving nightmares yes I've never once had a dream about working at Toyota yeah I've had dreams about putting windshields in I guess but nothing like nothing related to nothing place, that stressed yeah. me out nothing where I was like because I don't I don't stress out over there what was your best serving nightmare <laughs> I told this actually uh, on the podcast before but I'll tell it again it was the first dream I ever had. This mm-hmm. is I would say this is the best one I had. It was the first dream I ever had about Olive Garden. Mm-hmm. Well, Olive Garden's the only place I served. But I can't remember the exact details of the dream. But what I did was locked everybody in the building and said, like, you got... And it was just employees. I was like, okay, now we're stuck here. Like, you can't leave. And and everybody was like, oh, like I don't, we don't care, like we're fine, it doesn't bother us. So what I did was I turned the heat all the way up, and, and I was like, now you'll care. <laughs> and in my head, I'm just like, gonna torture these people. Perfect. That was revenge. the first dream I ever had about that place oh, before I really even knew everybody. So it was re- then and there I realized right. I was a psycho. I mean, it's a little little science, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some... Dude, the the reoccurring dream for me was always forgetting to ring in an order, and then you go to ring it in, and you're like, you can't find the things on the menu right. or on the screen, and then they seat you another table. It's just always like... It's always forgetting the side of ranch. Yeah, and then... Or having to like run all the way on the other side of the <laughs> building to grab something, then having to run all the way to grab... You know, I'll have tables all across the restaurant... Type of thing. My most memorable, memorable dream, and I, and I, I still think about this pretty regularly. Um, we, I, I won't, I won't use names, but uh, one of the managers had had at Olive Garden, uh, to- total fluke. I mean, someone had called out or, or whatever the circumstance was. But I was, I was on East Side in my section, and I had ended up covering two sections on East Side because they'd had people from the, the overlap from lunch. I want to say it was something, something like that. But I, I ended up in two different sections. And then with a, a call-out or something, whatever it happened to be for dinner, I had to take a couple tables over on West Side. So I was in two, t- two sections on East Side and one section on, on, on West Side. So I was, I was running three sections, essentially. 
like I, I couldn't do it. Mm. I mean, for those of you that don't know, they they have it set up for for you know drinks, food being run, everything. It's it's set up where the tickets print and everything, so that it comes out on the side that you're on. Anyway, it was just chaos. I I couldn't I couldn't physically get to both sides and get everything out. It was just an awful experience. So that night, I had a dream that uh, not only was I doing that, but uh, the manager who had asked me to do that said, "Hey, uh, you're taking tables at Red Lobster now." <laughs> oh my god! So I had to. I was. I was taking. I'm having my big old tray of food. I'm like, okay, I'll be right back to you and you and you and you. And I'd swing one at you and you and you. And then I go over to Red Lobster. Be like, hey, my name's Chris. Can take great care of you. I gotta deliver this hot food over here. And then I'll be right back with you. And and that was yeah. That was an awful nightmare. Yeah, I've always just had stress dreams about that place. Waiting on breadsticks. And if I'm obviously if I'm not having stress dreams about that place, I'm having dreams about killing people there. <laughs> so. Killing employees or killing guests? Both. Oh. Or myself. It doesn't matter. Sure. <laughs> Somebody's dying. What would be your, your method of suicide at Olive Garden? That's a good question. I don't I just, know. I, I would take the corkscrew. Just right in the <laughs> oh my and god. Jesus. Pull, pull it out like a, like a cork. Right in front of the guest. <laughs> just like pull, right into your temple. Just yeah. like, thank you for that $2 tip. Cod. Oh man, I liked how I liked the remodel over there. It looks nice. I don't think we're done uh, to goes. I think since see that's since that's me the, too, man. Yeah, I, and the bar looks nice though. It has nothing to do with the fact that I have any resentment toward that place. <laughs> I don't. I thoroughly enjoyed my time there. <laughs> I had it's a good place to work. I, I left on good terms. Um. Uh, I liked all the people I worked with, you know, even managers, the managers, yeah. even the managers that frustrated me from time to time, had no qualms with them. So, and I liked the food. So on top of it, I liked the food. There's literally no reason for me to not go there, except for the fact that I just always looked at that place's work. Yeah. So I don't, that's the only reason I don't go there. It's like, it's not even in my registry in my head. Like, I've been there so many times that I just... Don't even think about that as a place to go eat. I think the one time that we went in and actually sat down since leaving, it was uh, we sat at the bar because mm. you're not allowed to eat at the bar when you're working there. So it's like a, it's kind of yeah, like it was, a it was like forbidden. Like, yeah, this is like the guest area. Sure. Like everywhere else, that's all. That's usually what I do too. I'll go in there. Like I've been there a few times since, and yeah, I'll get to goes usually, but I've gone in and sat at the bar and had lunch. Right. Go see J- like when Jared was running bar. Jared, yeah, Jason, when he was still there. I just saw Jason the other day. He was in Toyota. Was he really? Yeah, I didn't. Oh, he's got a Toyota, didn't he? Yeah. Is that how you got the uh, connection with the? Uh, yeah, he let me know that the position was open. Cool. Yeah, he's got a his, uh, what Mandalorian sticker on his truck. Mm, nice. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, the. Uh, so that'll be cool for you to do the the computer thing because yeah i'm you, excited you did that a long time ago right yeah yeah well ages ages ago a decade ago i'm excited though um yeah it'll be it'll be weird getting back on early mornings again oh yeah dude i, I love it i'm i'm trying man it's i used to hate it you know when i first started having mm-hmm. to do it it was the worst because i was so used to the nightlight right i still do the nightlife and i still yeah. get up early you know what i mean like it sucks but whatever I, man i just gotta get acclimated to it again I, I do like it though because serving and going in for, like for for evening shifts for for dinner like you do have your whole day ahead of it 
but it's like that that feeling of of dread like there's something in the back of your head like i can't fully enjoy this because there's something coming mm. and like when you wake up and you go straight to work and that's like your thing when you get done with that and you've got your block of time at the end of the day it's like this is all free time i don't have anything to worry about right and it's just one of those weird weird mental hang-ups so yeah i'm stoked to get back on that on i'm that so not a morning person like it's i'm not really either yeah it's it's rough, but I've gotten I've gotten more used to it, so it's not like yeah. that. You get used to it. There's lots of caffeine. What are you gonna do, Tori, for work? I just applied at Barnes and Noble. <gasps> right before they <laughs> probably fall out of existence. Maybe. Didn't they start serving beer there? I wish that'd be awesome. I heard they were gonna start doing that just to like get people to come in. I have I love bookstores. Yeah, and obviously like Hastings when Hastings went out of business, dude. I was so devastated. I loved that place. Well, that's our favorite afternoon date spot. Go grab a cup of coffee, go browse through, look at their clearance, see what all they got for fantasy and sci-fi. And Well, and I know you're super, you know, into the tech stuff, and mm-hmm. I'm finally, you know, I'm so slow at getting around to stuff like that. Like, I didn't get an, I didn't get an iPod till years after everyone else did, yeah. because I was so into physical CDs. Mm. I was just... I was going to say, you didn't have a Zoom, did you? No. No, I just, <laughs> I liked physical CDs, so I had a Walkman. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I, everyone's listening to iPods. I'm, I still got the freaking right. cover headphones. But, um, same with movies. Like, look, look at me. I got movies yep. galore. Because I just love the physical aspect of it. Where I know yep. you like to get digital movies and. I, I like to be able to. This is really just my laziness. I, I like to be able to browse through everything right in front of me. And I don't have to get up. I don't have to go change anything out. You know, pull a disc out, put one in. Um, God forbid, rewind something. I know that's dating me a little bit, but um, yeah, I, I really like to. And it, it's nice too having kids because we our our movie collection has definitely shifted in age rating. Um, we don't have so many, you know, action and and romance movies anymore. It's more uh, P- PG and, and below. Lots of Disney stuff. Um, but having that all available is is awesome. I mean, I, I remember as a kid, you know, I had probably three VHS movies that I would just watch back to back, and that was it. Hmm. And partly because I really enjoyed them, but partly because that's what was available. Like, had I had more available, I may have watched more, but. Um, like we just went to to Texas and we took the girls down. Like, what a crazy dynamic change from when we were kids. Like they're doing school on an iPad in the car while we're driving. Like a video call with teacher. Like, and then they're doing their assignments on an iPad. Yeah. Like you don't need a pencil, you don't need paper, you don't need a notebook, you don't need, you know, any, any of the other things that that you'd normally need in a classroom. And then we get down there, they got a little free time. Um, I put in a username and password. There's all their movies. Right. I mean, there's aspects about it that I, I definitely get. Mm-hmm. I understand the, the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The appeal. Yeah, and just the, the accommodation of it all. It's very, huh? How easy? Yeah. It's just yeah. It's it's yeah. nice. It's easy. I'm just I still enjoy the physical aspect of things, you know, yeah. and I think we we will start missing out on that at some point. Yeah. But, you know, I I like the streaming services. I have a very quite a few of them. Mm-hmm. And it is convenient to just have 
a whole library of stuff that you never right thought you'd ever have especially like seasons of shows right but i don't know and and Another thing too, tickets like you can buy tickets online, mm-hmm. and then it's just right there on your phone. Very convenient, but you don't get the memory memories mm, from it. You don't no. get that physical ticket, and I and you know me, I like having I got my book of tickets. Well, I used to that used to be a thing for concerts too. Like I didn't have a whole lot of money. I like I would save for the tickets for the show, and that's that's pretty much what I had. So I wasn't really getting a lot of merch, anything like that. Like it, it was the, there for the experience. So the ticket was usually, if they did a meet and greet, that's what I was having them sign was mm-hmm. the ticket, um, which, which was a great memory because you get, obviously, signatures on it, but you get the name of the band, you get the, the time, the location, things like that, um, and you really miss out on a lot of those things. So I, I definitely agree with you there. Speaking of music, mm-hmm. how excited are you about Mudvayne? Oh, fuck. The return of Mudvayne. <sighs> What a decade now without them. Every bit, yeah. I was I was at their was the last tour they did. It wasn't yeah. listed as their last tour because nobody knew it was gonna be right. But I was uh, there. I don't even think they knew it was gonna be their last tour until close to the end. Right. That's the only time I ever seen them. Yeah. What What's the lineup gonna be though? I think the original. The like the original original. Well, what was. I, I never knew them to have anybody so, except... So the, well, the bassist who played for Hell Yeah for a while was, was fired from Mudvayne and fired from Hell Yeah. Ryan? I believe so. I thought it was a guitar player. I, I thought the only... Guitar. I'd have to go double-check the, the specifics, but, but that, that's why I was, I was wondering who, who the lineup was going to be, because they've changed Hell Yeah a number of times over the years. Yeah, Hell Yeah's changed. And I know, yeah, the lead guitar player from Mudvayne mm-hmm. went to Hell Yeah, that originally. Must, that must be what I'm thinking of. And then he's... I think he'll be back with them. I'm pretty sure. I, I'd be stoked to see them live. So I never got a chance to see them live. I've seen Hell Yeah uh, twice, but I, I have never gotten to see a Mudvayne set, which, instrumentally speaking, um, Mudvayne is, is very more uh, in your face, a little heavier, I think, oh, uh, 100%. Ver- versus uh, Chad's other projects. Uh, melodically speaking, I do prefer a lot of what Hell Yeah does uh, comparatively, but vocally speaking, the things that he did with Mudvayne, like, that is just prime Chad Gray. I mean, a lot of the newer Hell Yeah stuff is basically Mudvayne. Absolutely. You know, and that's what I liked about the newer Hell Yeah stuff is like, oh, this is just Mudvayne, but it's called Hell Yeah. Absolutely. You know? And so it's like, the fact that we're going to get that again. And, and you know what's funny is, newer Hell like, new Hell Yeah mm-hmm. stuff sounds more like older Mudvayne stuff mm-hmm. where newer Mudvayne stuff wasn't really doing it for me yeah I can see the that. last two Mudvayne albums I was not really into it it wasn't wasn't Mudvayne right you know was it raw Mudvayne where like I don't know uh, I'm excited to see what they come out with that's for sure I, and it's, ver- it's very clear they're going to be coming out with new material they're teasing well, that the cool thing too is like the way he sings and screams like it's it's very very unique, but he he doesn't try to be something that he's not. Mm. Like, and he's he's able to replicate it live. Yeah, like it, it's it's so, so incredibly unique, and and he's able to do it night in and night out. Like, 
there there's no real deterioration in his voice so you can tell after these all these years so that's one of the the few voices that i feel like coming back to mudvayne like he's not going to have any problems whatsoever performing all those old albums oh yeah like that's just right in his wheelhouse and Unlike be able to hit him phil anselmo yeah who well, did you go to that i did not okay yeah um, he, they were doing like a pantera tribute type thing yeah and he couldn't do any of the higher stuff. They didn't even. They didn't do Cowboys from Hell. Right. They didn't do Cemetery Gates because he can't hit that anymore. Yeah. His voice is just so thrashed. No. But yeah, you're right. Chad Chad's voice is so intact still. Yeah. Well, and he's he's been doing it the same way the entire time. Right. Um, I will go on record right now and say, Fallen to Sleep live mm. when I saw it was up there in the top five all-time best sounding songs i ever heard live man i i I get chills when i think about it i i really really hope that they come somewhere at least within two or three hundred miles to to go see they're going to they're doing the aftershock festival and i'm very tempted to go to that yeah it's in i think san francisco so in august october october i am very much considering that Friday, Saturday, Sunday festival. I think so. Nice. I've never, I've never been to like a multi-day festival. We've always talked about that. It was when last time we talked about it, it was Rock on the Range was the one that we wanted to go to. And I don't mm-hmm. know if that's a thing anymore. It, it's called something else now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's still a thing. It's still the same thing. Right. But it's just called something else now. I don't know what it's called now. My uh, my sister down where she's at in Florida, they have uh, ship rocked. Oh, okay. Where they do one at the the docks, and then you go on the ship, and there's more performances while you're oh wow while you're out. out there's on so the sea. there's so many now, man. Like there's right. Rocklahoma. There's I can't remember the name of it. There's one in like North Carolina. Yeah. There's just they're all over now. I Aftershock. Think it, I think it'd be a blast. But you, you gotta get your tickets early. They sell out so fast. Yeah. And it, dude, the fact that Mudvayne's gonna be there, I might just go. Right. I got so many trips planned this year, though. I don't know if I can afford it. Yeah, it's October. You got time. I was literally just looking at. I mean, we're gonna. I, we're. I guess I shouldn't say this. We, we were planning a trip mm. for. I won't say it on here because it's something kind of special. Mm. But. I was just looking to, uh, at tickets to go into Vegas in in July mm. for to go to the Conor McGregor fight. Because oh. I've never been to a UFC fight. And I'm right. like, well, why would I not go to my favorite fighter? Right. But those tickets are expensive. For for the fight or for the for flight? For the fight. Yeah. The flights are cheap. I yeah. mean, that's Allegiant. But we're, we're already talking about going to Vegas also for a football game because we want to see the Raiders and the Broncos. Right. So I can't make too many Vegas trips. That gets expensive. Yeah. Those t- those Those UFC tickets... 600 for the cheapest. Good lord. That's for, like, nosebleeds. Wow. And a nosebleed seat and to see an octagon that's, you know... Yeah, you want to be right up on it. Yeah. So Guess what floor seats were? Or, oh. I won't even say floor seats. The seats that, like, the cl- the best view of the, like, arena seats... Right. Guess how much? Huh. $3,000. Jeez. And then on the floor, it's, like, upwards to 10000 some people spend it though. Especially, well, that's the only reason they're that expensive is because it's Connor. Like, I gotta go. Oh. I, gotta, I gotta be right here at the front. I want to smell Joe Rogan's breath. See, that's the only reason I'd go. 
It's just a just to smell Joe. That's what it's about, man. That's yeah. how they sell their tickets. I need to to embrace the Rogan. That's right. He should, he should he's a, instead of, well, not instead of, but in addition to, he's got the podcast, he does the, the UFC fights, he should just bottle his breath and just sell it like, like a pack of water. You just get a pack of Joe's breath. I want it as a spritzer there so I go. can spray it in my mouth every time I go to do the podcast and I can just... I'll have the really essence of Joe. It, call it the essence of Joe. Just like a like an asthma inhaler? Yes. Yes. And I'll start talking like him. Brilliant. My hair will fall out, which it already <laughs> is. <laughs> I'll suddenly start wearing a black button-up t-shirt. Yes. Essence of Joe. That's, that's prime marketing right there. You can just bottle his sweat. He works out every day. There you go. Just bottle his sweat. God. It's horrible. High high sodium, like full of electrolytes. If I ever yeah. meet him, and this comes up, I would be so upset with myself. Oh <laughs> no, I don't. I'm sure he'd find it endearing. Yeah, <laughs> he he might even reach out to me. It's like, hey, as I got a, a marketing, I got, I got a business plan for yeah, you. Yeah, I like your, I like the way you think, man. So, how are the kids? Kids are good. I haven't seen that. Well, I haven't seen them as long as I haven't seen you. They're getting big. I bet. They're, they're sprouting. Youngest did in kindergarten this year, remote learning. So she has never experienced real school. So that's weird. <sighs> Damn. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. She'll be back next year, though. They're, they're doing away with remote learning after this year. I... How do you feel about that? You know, I'm torn. I, I was pro... Remote learning, uh, the problem that they're having, from at least from what I read, read a few weeks ago, is they're cutting off the funding for it in a couple of years. So they've got funding for the next couple of years. and For remote? or For remote, yeah. Um, and it was like $5 million a year, something like that. And their logic behind it is, is we won't be able to continue this eventually so we'll just cut it off now and we'll take that money that we already got and we'll do something else with it i under that makes sense to me see i don't know about you but here i don't have kids so it's hard for me to speak on the subject no and like you know just the the worries of a parent and like when it comes to things like all that from my perspective i think it's very important for kids to be able to be with other kids. Yeah. And to just social that social aspect of it. Granted you get I don't know, you get kids that are homeschooled and stuff. Mm-hmm. I talked about this with Brandon who was homeschooled. And there's you can just tell they missed out on that social. Yeah. And he even says so, you know, like and I've known other kids that have been homeschooled and they they're just weird. You know, yeah. I hate to say it like that and be like I'm not trying to be rude. Right. But Homeschool kids are just weird because they don't have that social. They they don't know how to socialize with other people as well as if they, in my opinion. So it's it's been a weird like hybrid area I think for the kids because they're they're in these virtual classrooms and they're actually seeing the other kids. Okay. They, they are interacting with these kids. Right. Like they're getting that one on one time. They're not playing and picking their boogers and rubbing them on each other and hitting each other and, and all that. But they are interacting, so it, it it is a weird. I guess that's true. Middle ground. I didn't really. Um, 
and then you know there there's neighbor kids that that they're friends with there there's other relatives their age things like that so i i don't feel like in our situation they're they're really missing out on that social experience sure. per se um i will say our oldest um cuz they they just recently started doing the, the state testing that they do every year um her scores are through the roof hmm. um and she's really advanced more this year than than uh she ever has before um she's uh in second grade this year so being able to um have that structure you know doing it the way she's doing it that's really working for her so i i think um it speaks volumes for having uh not so much of the the one-on-one time but having that uh different type of learning for different kids because not everybody learns the same way well that's true too i mean obviously there's going to be pros and cons on so many aspects because i know there's there was that issue for a while there were you know there's kids who rely on school to eat right sometimes and that was an issue that got brought up so yeah i mean every situation is different that just that goes the same with in class yeah just kids learn differently some people are visual learners some people are physical learners yeah so it's it's a different situation. Oh, absolutely. Um yeah, and I and I think going forward, you know, because last year um they they really got kind of screwed over at the last part of the school year. I mean, there was two months of uh, you know, what are we going to do? How are we going to implement it? Uh where they weren't in school and they were they were trying to get the iPads out. They were trying to get, you know, the the tools in place. And they just really didn't have much of a game plan, and and I I totally get it. I mean, they were they were dealing with Corona as much as anybody, um, and trying to get that structure and and a plan in place. And and unfortunately, I think the kids really missed out. Mm. Um, so so much so that uh, going into this year, you know, most of the kids were very much behind where they they should have been entering in the new year. Um, and that that's a really hard thing to say. You know, do we want to keep kids back a year? Do we want to not let kids graduate who are seniors? Um, just for the sake of making sure that they're, you know, up to where they need to be, and that that's a really hard decision to make. So I, I, I wouldn't want to be in the shoes of those administrators who had to make those decisions for sure. Yeah, no, it's and honestly, and I've said this multiple times. I stand by it. Living here, we had a lot of benefits in, in being where we are now. And I, I'm sure that that can ring true for places like North South Dakota, Wyoming, Idaho, smaller States with, you know, I feel like it'd be a lot more difficult situation in big populated areas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not, not just cities, but States. I feel like there was just that many more problems to be presented. Right. And so we kind of dodged a lot of bullets here. Does that you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think we in more ways than one. Yeah, compared to a lot of other ways, I think we we were set up in, in such a way where we were able to, you know, structure it probably the best. It was just a lot of, easier of to lot manage. Of places. Yeah, Every, everything was easier to manage. Absolutely. Granted, it was still difficult in a lot of ways. No. But comparatively, pretty easy to manage, and yeah. it was very clear because things opened up quicker yeah and we were able to it showed a lot i think all this showed a lot to what community can do i agree because i think a lot of people might disagree with me on this 
I think just in regards to the state of Montana, mm-hmm. we're a pretty communal group of people to the most part. I think so. And, you know, especially working in a restaurant, you know, I, I saw a lot of the best in people. And unfortunately, I saw a lot of the absolute worst in people mm-hmm. as well. So I I experienced firsthand a lot of, of both ends of the, of the spectrum people who really had strong feelings against, you know, mask restrictions, against having to have limited tables, and then also the people who were very understanding of that, of absolutely, yeah, I may not agree with it, but this is uh, what we're doing to to get us through this, so I'm going to go along with it. Uh, So I I saw both ends of that that spectrum, and, um, you know, from the bottom of my heart, to everyone out there who's listening, for the ones who, who did care whether you agreed with it or not, thank you. It made all of our lives a lot easier. See, and, okay, so, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. And for me, I wasn't necessarily crazy about the mask thing. Mm-hmm. I understood it. Yeah. For myself, I wasn't so worried, but I get, like, you know, you're not doing it for yourself, you're doing it for others. Mm-hmm. Now, when it came to, like, going somewhere... I obliged the business right. by wearing the mask because they were asking me to. Absolutely. So, you know, and once that was done, okay. Like, for those who want to wear it, please, by all means. For me, you know, if, if, if we've come to a point where collectively we're okay with being lenient on it, right? then I will, that's where I'm going to fall. Right. You know what I mean? Well, and that, I think a lot of that is, it's, you're exactly right. It's it's whatever the businesses are, are requesting of you. Um, you don't have to agree with it. I, I wouldn't ask anybody to follow blindly on, on any anything like that. But there is a, a fine line, well, not so much a fine line, a very distinct line, between disagreeing with it and screaming at a 14-year-old yeah. who's See, saying, my, my boss is, is making me do this. That's so, the, the, the outrage, like the... the ultimate outrage people had over it mm-hmm. was so unnecessary i'm just right. like i get like you you know you're not cool with this like maybe you, I don't, whatever reason. right but is it worth all the outrage and all the insanity like come on i think it's people just... in a lot of cases not just with this but so many other things right People get upset just to get upset about something, and it was very clear with oh, so many things in in this scenario. Feeling feeling powerless and trying to take power in a place where it shouldn't be. I think that's really what a lot of that came down to. Sure, unfortunately, but like I said, I, I saw a lot of a lot of the positive in people too. There were for everyone that that was screaming about not wanting to wear a mask. There were a dozen more saying, "Yeah, we will absolutely cut down our party size. We will absolutely." wear those masks and 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 what are your restrictions going to and from the tables you know things like that and i go to you know costco i go i go to the grocery store i I do my shopping i see uh for every one who's throwing a stink at the door there's a hundred who are going about their day um because that's just a small part of it you know yeah well of course you're never going to get a majority compromise right it'll never happen but i guess ultimately what i'm just saying is like as a state, and this, I'm sure there's plenty of other states that can fall in line with this. I right. can only, you know, go off the example that I've been a part of. I just think that it, it, altogether, there it was a lot more community. 
it seems like we're more of a, a place where it's like I got my neighbors back, right? Than other places. Absolutely, it, it's. I, I don't like having divisive politics in any conversation. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to you know plain and simple, just getting along and, and helping to further things along, mm. because if if there is you know black and white metrics of hey if we do this we get our numbers to this point we can open back up and, and and a lot of those metrics that that was the black and white of it i mean and we can collectively go okay i don't like it i don't agree with it but if that's the metric let's do it let's knock this out and i i think versus a lot of other states who had a lot of conflict and maybe percentage wise a lot higher numbers uh, and more of a, a greater risk to to really have that conflict in um, you're absolutely right. Having each other's backs and being more of a community um, made all the difference and continues to make the difference. Mm-hmm. And it's very yeah. And it gives us an, an advantage over a lot of other spaces. I agree, and I think I and another thing too is just the, the population size was a huge factor in a lot wow. of that. Absolutely. I mean, I can't imagine it, it. Just it just ultimately showed that large populated areas aren't ultimately sustainable right when it comes to can you imagine if a war you know came to came to our shores or something oh, like that God. like po- high populated areas would fall to pieces It'd be toast yeah i in, mean they, they in, just, infrastructure would fall and it's not even it's not even because it, it would just be the panic and like right. the they're not sh- being structured they're not structured to to face a situation like that and this showed it this was this was literally out of all the worst things that could happen you know out of all the giant like c- catastrophic things that mm-hmm. could be befold a large population right this was on the bottom of that absolutely i mean obviously it could have been worse in the fact that it could have been you know way more deadly in the end yeah we could have we could have seen a 10% death rate absolutely but in a natural disaster scenario like i said a a war scenario martial law scenario places like that they'd be be toast yeah they have no structure in place to handle that right it showed a lot of vulnerability in not just in a lot of things in our in the way our government works and the way our society works and that's not just here that's everywhere yeah i absolutely agree hey i'd I'd love to continue this conversation let me ask you do you ever do intermissions on these do you have to pee i really really do go for it all right all right well so yeah we were talking about uh community and and keeping everything together i I think we did really um, a lot better than a, a lot of other communities did really proud of of what billings and montana has done yeah no i agree um anything else that you want to add or um uh, yeah what you've been watching lately not not much really no you keeping up with your anime no no i've i've literally just been watching like it's either sports or reruns of stuff that I've already seen, like, and I'm and I have yet to stick to anything really. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm trying to think of what like new things I've watched, and I can't think of anything. Mm. 
I okay. I watched a couple new movies. Yeah. I watch, I finally watched Mad Max Fury oh, Road. <laughs> what? <New movie>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was new to me. New okay? to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One I hadn't seen before. I, I haven't seen that one yet. It's great. Yeah. I I enjoyed it. Like I've I've been wanting to watch it, and I just never got around to it. Add it to my queue. Check it out. Uh, I watched Ready Player One. It's a great book. It was a great movie. I enjoyed sure. it. You haven't seen that one either. I haven't seen it yet. No, uh, we so we we have a book club and we we roll for for a, a big list uh, for what we pick for our our books. Um, that was uh, second to last one that we read through. Um, really well done. Nice. Um, I can't read, so <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. You need an audio book. Well, yeah. Let somebody read it to you. It's definitely the way I would do it. Tuck me in, Dutty. Um, <laughs> God, what other movie did I watch recently? I, that's kind of what I've been doing, just watching like movies instead of shows. King, King of Staten Island, I watched that one oh, okay. a while back. That was good. <clears throat> what about uh, podcasts? You been listening to anything? All the time. That's really been like the most of my of my content consumption is because I just li- that's what I do at work. While right. I'm working, I just listen to podcasts. I probably listen to. Three or four podcasts a, a day. Wow. Yeah. That's I have a impressive. lot of podcasts. And, like, some of them do post multiple times a week. Really? So, I listen to a lot of the same ones throughout the week. I need I need to, um, my my guilty pleasures, I shouldn't say guilty, it's more mainstream now, but Dungeons & Dragons is one of my guilty pleasures. Sure. Um, I've been really wanting to start Critical Role. Um, I, I've, I've probably started it three or four times and never actually uh, gotten into the rhythm and I'm I'm very much a completionist where if I'm going to go back and give it another try I have to start it over from the beginning again so do the same thing with, with TV shows and, and uh, video games I always start with the first one and then inevitably I'll stop for whatever reason and then I gotta start it over again yeah I was gonna start watching Game of Thrones again I got through the first season and I was just like Meh. I don't know what happens Yeah, I've really gotten to that point in my life where it just yeah Okay, Game of Thrones is pretty easy. I mean, sex, death, sex, death, sex, death. Incest. Yeah. Insect, sex, death. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, I I liked it. You know, I just, I don't know. I I can't get myself to, I can't get myself to get through a whole series of anything. Yeah. I can't get myself to start a new series of anything. You know, it's a trauma response. That is? Going back and redoing... The same shows and the same games and the same movies. I've always done that though. I've done that my whole life. That's a trauma response because it's to com- what though? It's it's comforting because you already know the outcome. I've yeah I, I know I've heard that. But what if I just like to watch it because I enjoy the story? Also There's though, that too. most of the things that I rewatch are before I go to bed, so that because I don't find myself needing to f- watch it. Right. I can just hear it and fall asleep to it. You, you don't want to get invested in something. It's, it's more, mostly because I'm just so busy, man, when it comes to, like, this and right. just everything. I'm either editing podcasts or something with a band or going out. I, I, I think I know the, the, question, the answer to this question already. What show have you watched the most times through? King of the Hill. How many times do you think you watched it? From, that's a hard one because I've definitely watched the l- later seasons less. Mm-hmm. Oh, early seasons are definitely the best. That, and I've seen them... If I had to give you an estimate on 
average how many times I've seen every episode. Okay, first of all, let me just say this. I've probably watched it from start to finish. Eight or nine times. Wow. You know, just nine nine seasons? Like, literally started it and carried it to the end. Yeah, probably eight or nine times. It's impressive. It's 13 seasons. 13, there you go. And I've... Because every now and again, I'll just, you know... Especially when I used to watch it on TV when it'd come on late at night. Right. It would just show random episodes. Right. And then, of course, I would... Sometimes I'll just pop in a disc if that's the show I want to watch... Well, now I can get on Hulu, but... Right. If that's the show I want to watch to go to bed, I'll put on a random episode. So, I've probably seen every episode, on average, 13, 14 times. Maybe even more. That's that's an interesting uh, point, actually. Um, when when TV shows, shows used to air... You you jump into a show you know mid fourth season mm-hmm. and we never had any problem with that as, as kids we're like oh yeah this is this show and I know this episode now right like can you imagine doing that now that you have access Couldn't. to Netflix like w- would you jump on Hulu and just go to season four of a show you've never seen before no no absolutely not you would start it at episode one and you would go chronologically through the whole thing and if someone dared give you information about season four you'd be pissed right oh of course. Like what a what a culture change versus yeah. when we were kids. Like, well, because you didn't have that access to be able to exactly you just watch what you could. Yeah, we were just grateful. Yeah. Um, okay. I now that I, we're talking about, so it just popped in my head. I did watch Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, great show! It was great, and I watched Wandavision. Wandavision. Yeah. Yeah. That was and I'm epic. excited for like Kenobi to come out. Right. And the Loki series. Loki. There's a lot of there's a lot of good ones coming up. Yeah. So July. for new stuff, I guess yeah. So those are because I'm always in, interested in that stuff. Right. So, the, oh, stoked, did you see the Bad Batch? It. Yeah, that one looked really good too. I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, they've got a lot lined up. They've really done quite a bit. Oh yeah, I'm excited for all the future stuff with all that. Well, should we wrap this thing up? Uh, I actually have one more question for you. Oh sure. We we're talking about Scrubs, and I didn't get, didn't get to ask you. What is your most memorable scene? that a pled is applicable to your life. Oh boy. That's a deep one. Memorable scene mm-hmm. that applies to my life. Mm-hmm. <sighs> or or something you'd like to apply to your life. God damn. There's there's no way I'm going to be able to cuz I you should ask me this before. Throw out a couple. We can edit it in post. No, I don't do the editing thing. Let me think here. You you go. You go first. So I, I've always thought, and this is kind of a morbid one, I, I've always thought if and when my dad ever passed that I'd show up on your door with a cake. My door? Mm-hmm. When your dad? Mm-hmm. Hmm. You'd say, what's with the cake? I'd say, dad died. Well, now I know. I'd say, ice cream's in the fridge. Now I'll know if that ever happens. I'll, I'll just say, oh, no. No. Hmm. Tearing up just thinking about it. I don't know that I have anything like that, man. Like, nothing just comes to my mind. Except, well, of course, the bachelor part, you know. Right. When I dress up like... Absolutely. With the, uh... When I'm the... Ten, play, ten rings on. best man, yeah. It's gotta be one of these. <laughs> 
so no, I mean, eagle. Eagle is definitely the most applicable, <laughs> obviously. Right. I'd have to really think about that one. We might have to we might have to do a, another episode, and I'll okay. I'll give you a real answer on that because I I can't think of anything off the top of my head. When it comes to questions like that, I like to give like a good answer because I know if I just say what's on the top of my head, right. I'll I'll rethink it later. And be like, oh no, I should have said this. Right. So I hate giving like off the cuff answers without really thinking about it. That's fair. So I'll, I'll have to really think about that one. Nice. Um, I told you before. I like to close the episode with something positive okay. or some kind of motivational thing from your life that you like to give back to the audience. Anything come to mind? I would say if anyone out there is struggling to find something in life um, with work, uh, where you are struggling to make a decision of doing something you love versus something that's for a paycheck, um, having done both of those things, I can say with 100% confidence, go for the thing you love. Um, I've done an industry that I'm very good at for a very long time uh, that wasn't necessarily good for me and I'm now transitioning into something that is good for me that I'm also good at and uh, there's a fit out there for everybody. I like it. It's a good one to to go out on. I think a lot of people will take take something out of that. I think everybody kind of needs to hear that sometimes. Absolutely. Um, Thank you very much for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Congratulations on the engagement. Thank you. And thank you very much for uh, asking me to be your best man. I graciously accept. Well, thank you for saying yes. I may have been an equal amount nervous of asking you that, of uh, asking her to marry me. Well, I feel like, you know, in situations like that, I'm not very, I'm so bad about like, Give I don't know. I feel like I didn't give you a good enough like response to that. Well, I mean, it's it's hard to eagle with microphones here, so true that. <laughs> we'll have to eagle when we uh, wrap this up. But I just want to make it very clear that I am very much appreciative of that, and I a hundred percent would be more than happy to be your best man. Well, we appreciate you, man. You've been a big part of our lives for a very long time, so I love you, man. Love you too, man. Um, yeah. Congrats on everything, and uh, we'll we'll have to do it again. Hell yeah! And I can't wait for the wedding. Eventually. Yes, down the road. <laughs> and thank you all for watching. We all appreciate it. Um, go do what you love, and don't forget, life's a garden. Dig it.